0: Welcome to Westchester Woods, Education, EdTech and Publishing. I'm Markita Celestine, Business Development Manager at Westchester Education Services UK. In today's episode, Kay Jones and Rebecca deruwe Croft will be joining me to give an overview of culturally responsive education and why it is an important consideration for your existing and future content development projects. Allow me to introduce our guest today. Kay Jones is a former history teacher and author, and the creator of The Historian, a space dedicated to fighting for equality in history and equity in history education. Also with us today is Rebecca Deroosecroft, our content director and curriculum specialist. Kay, Rebecca, welcome to Westchester Woods.
1: Hi, Marquita. Hi Marquita, thanks for having me on. Good to have you both here.
0: Rebecca, if we can start with you. Can you tell us more about your role at Westchester and the work Westchester is doing and offering to its clients as it relates to CRE and how we work with key and other CRE experts?
2: Absolutely. Um, Well, I'm Rebecca and I'm the content director at Westchester Education Services, where I oversee the development of our UK and international education projects. In terms of the work we do in relation to this topic, we support publishers and edtech companies by performing culturally responsive education reviews on both their backlists and new content coming through. We work really closely with Kay and her team of trained CRE reviewers to ensure that these reviews are done thoroughly and thoughtfully. And I think Kay will agree with absolutely no stone unturned. Um, for me it's yeah. been a really eye-opening experience and, and quite sobering really to work with Kay and a team on these reviews and it really is fulfilling to know that the work we're doing is making a difference.
0: Thank you thank you so much Rebecca. Kay can we bring you in
1: here can you then tell us more about your background and the work you do in CRE? Of course um... So I'm a historian by trade and I have a special interest in gender. Now, after having done that work for about a decade, I retrained as a history teacher. And while I was in the classroom, I had a really big wake up call, like a huge wake up call. So for the first time, I came face to face with what it means to be a white person and the extensive anti-black messages that are present in the curriculum. And I thought to myself, um, I need to learn more, I need to ask questions, and more importantly, I need to do something about it. So last year, I left education and I set up the Historian to bring more awareness of CRE to the UK and to kind of challenge the way that we think about and teach the past, because how we think about people in the past informs the way that we think about them now. So I work with trainee history teachers to introduce them to CRE. Um, At the moment, I'm writing a culturally responsive version of the Industrial Revolution. And of course, I work with Westchester to review educational materials here and in the US.
0: Thank you, Kay. Um, You know, we speak a lot of CRE and um, a lot of the times we, we assume that it might be the same as DEI. Um, I was just thinking that at this point it would be great if you can sort of explain this in a little bit more depth for us and if you can explain the difference between CRE and DEI.
1: Yeah of course that's a really good place to start because a lot of people will be unsure of the differences. So the most obvious difference between CRE and DEI is that CRE is a research-based pedagogy It helps students to create meaningful connections with the curriculum that are based on their very unique range of identities and lived experiences. So at its heart, it's about empowering students from all backgrounds to achieve academic success. Now, if we compare that to DE&I, then the most obvious difference there is that DE&I isn't a pedagogy, right? It's an approach. Now, what I've found is that diversity tends to look at what we teach. So it looks at topics while inclusion is more about how we teach. And the latter is really framed mostly um, with regards to students who've got special educational needs or those who don't speak English as a first language. So it's all about putting adaptations in place for those needs, which is, of course, what we should be doing. But we do need to, I think, widen our definition of what inclusion should look like to think about cultural needs and social needs. And um, what I've also found is that DEI is much more subjective. So it's much more open to individual interpretation and it will have a different look and it will have a different feel depending on the school that you go to or you work in and from publisher to publisher. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, it certainly does. And it leads me right into uh, my next question to you, Key, which is why is this work important to education and what are the benefits to students? Um, And what are some of these steps or, you know, improvements, if any, you're seeing in the UK education space around CRE?
1: Yeah, excellent question. Um, Let me throw some stats at you first of all. So 95% of Young black British children have heard racist language at school. We know that black Caribbean boys are five times more likely than other groups to be excluded from school. We know that children from gypsy, Roma and traveller backgrounds are three times more likely than any other group to leave school without a single qualification. We know that across the UK, girls experience really high levels of sexism, which impacts on their school subject choices and leaves many vulnerable to sexual harassment. Now, it's no coincidence to me that those particular groups are the ones who are either completely missing, completely absent from educational materials, or are the ones who are consistently portrayed in a negative stereotype light. Now, when we do a review, um, we use a rubric so that we can give really tailored and specific feedback. And in terms of what that rubric looks like, we look at kind of three different areas. And one of those is all about representation. It's all about perspective. So we're thinking about who's being included, who's being centred, who has a voice, who is being seen through the lens of somebody else, or who is being seen authentically. Another thing that we look at is relevance. So we're thinking about the implicit and the explicit explicit messages that are being sent to all children from a textbook or or during a particular lesson. We think really carefully about those. We think about who's being celebrated, who's being denigrated. And from what I've seen, CRE isn't that well known here. It wasn't a pedagogy that I ever came across when I was doing my teacher training or when I was working in a classroom. But what I do know is that the UK education space is keen and it is ripe for change. Uh, There are loads of initiatives to make change happen, especially around anti-racism and anti-sexism at the moment. But I believe wholeheartedly that CRE can bring huge benefits to classrooms in the UK for all children and for all teachers because it is student-centred, because it is empowering, because it teaches children how to recognise systems of oppression and, more important of all, how to critique them.
0: Thank you so much, Kay. Um, you know, you spoke to the how, how this hugely benefits uh, the students by empowering them, and I think that's really critical um, in terms of their growth as well. Rebecca, I was wondering if we can bring you back in here and if you can speak to us about the benefits to publishers.
2: Absolutely. I mean, first of all, I just completely agree with everything Kay has said there. You know, the the benefits for students is is huge here, uh, but that does start with the publishers. It starts with the work that they do and the reviews that they get done, and how that filters down into content. A large and obvious benefit um, for the publishers is it, is that it gives them that assurance that these that their content meets CRE standards and the standards of inclusion and equity. Um, but I mean, on a more fundamental level. By undertaking these reviews, they can be really confident that they're doing their utmost to ensure that all students have access to materials they can relate to and that they gain understanding for others through this, which Kay has alluded to. And this really does underpin their learning experience. But it starts with the publishers. I think that's a really important point to make.
0: Rebecca, in closing, um, do you have any further advice um, that we can give to publishers on what they can do?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it can be quite a daunting experience to take that first step into CRE, uh, especially when this means a lot of work might need to be done, uh, You know, especially when everyone's already got such full to-do lists. But it really should be prioritised for all the reasons Kay has mentioned. So um, I'd really just encourage publishers to get in touch so we can discuss how we can support them through this in both getting the reviews done themselves, but also in their follow-up plans because the process rarely stops with reviews and it really can't be seen as a box ticking exercise. Hey, Rebecca,
0: thank you so much for taking the time today to give us a comprehensive overview of what is CRE and why it is such an important component of content development and how this truly helps students identify with topics that are relatable and in their development. Thanks again. Thanks, Markita. Thank you. To learn how the team at Westchester Education Services can help your company with your product development requirements, complete the short form on the Contact Us page of the Westchester Education Services website, westchestereducationservices.co.uk, and we'll get in touch with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Westchester Words. You can follow our podcast on your preferred streaming platform to be notified about new episodes as they become available and hear previous episodes. I hope you'll join us for the next episode when we'll be discussing another topic of importance to education, tech, and publishing. Until then, stay safe, be well, and stay tuned.